Bershus Kvayd Mara Daaser Shlita Kvayd Rishishiva Shlita Bershus Kol Hakol Hakodesh Hazeh The Shir tonight will be L'schus L'refua Shalema for Moshe Yehuda Ben Sheva Rochel and for Chaya Shashana Miriam Bas Milka Blima Should be Zoycha to Refua Shalema B'Soych Shar Chayla Yisrael the son of the Chofetz Chaim told a story that he heard from his father. The Chofetz Chaim told him he remembered as a young child in Vilna, he heard the story of Rab Shol Katzenelnboy, who was one of the Gedoli Ador, and Rab Feivel, who was the Vilna Magid, where they were once talking, they were walking, having a conversation, and they were discussing the idea that the Yom Adin each person has to go through a mishpat, and there's a bezdin shalmala, and the bezdin is comprised of the tzaddikim. And they were saying how they don't take the tzaddikim from the previous generations, because how could we stand in a mishpat before them? And they were saying that the mishpat will be in front of the tzaddikim of that door. Now there was a yid who overheard their conversation, and he said, you know, I heard what you were talking about. Now you two are certainly tzaddik hador, and I'm sure that you're going to be on the Bezdan Shalmala. I figured that I'm here already. Why should I wait till I get there for, to be judged by you? Why don't you judge me right now? And they were looking at each other, thinking, okay, you know, maybe you should start uh, giving your din v'cheshben, and we'll give a psak. And then the Bible, the Vilna Magid, said, no. So you don't understand. Because I remember when I was a child in Cheder, and uh, the Rebbe walked out of the class. You know, as soon as the Rebbe walks out, you know what goes on. So... <laughs> All havoc broke loose. And we were playing. One of us was the general. One of us was the king. And one of us the soldiers. And we're marching back and forth. And we were in a world of our own. Suddenly the door opened. The Rebbe, the Rebbe walked in. And the general stopped. The king stopped. Everybody scurried back to their place. And the whole, the whole dream, the whole play came to an end. As you think, I'm going to judge you. He's going to judge you. As soon as the Melech walks in, everybody stops being a judge, and there's only one judge, there's only one Melech. And everything falls into place. The world is in a precarious situation. A lot of ups and downs, too many downs, not enough ups. And we see all types of things happening. We don't know... One of us tells us, somebody tells us the president will be this person, will be that person. Natural disasters, markets collapsing, financial crisis. And people are very concerned about the future. People are very worried. They're biting their nails. What does this analyst say? What does this commentator hold? What does this one believe? And we believe our future, we feel our future is somehow connected to all of this. When a Shoshana comes... And we say, HaMelech, the Melech Malachi HaMelochim is here. He's always here, but now we feel it and we realize it. And we realize that everything is null and void. The only thing that matters is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu says. All that we're seeing are all different manifestations of Ratzin Hashem, of Hanhoga of the Melech Malachi HaMelochim. And everything is decided on Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is the Makar and the source of all existence. And everything that will transpire, everything that will happen, 
in this very dangerous and fearful world. The Chavetz Chaim writes in a letter, it was a year, there were great natural disasters, there were hurricanes and earthquakes, and the Chavetz Chaim writes, a Jew has to know that all of these things are messages from the Rabbi Shalom talking to Kalal Yisrael. Kaddish Baruch Hu is talking to us through world events. Hayoim Haras Oilom. Rosh Hashanah is called Haras Oilom, Lashon of Hiroyoin. There is later, there is birth, and there is conception. Hiroyoin. At the time of Hiroyoin, Chazal tell us, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Will this child be a Chacham, a Tipeish, a Asher, an Ani, a Gibor, or a Cholosh? Everything is determined at the time of the Hiroyoin. Afterwards, it's just the program playing itself out. Tiku b'chayde shoifa b'kese liyoyim chagenu. Kese is hidden, it's covered. We see a world before us, but we don't see what's underneath that world. What's hidden behind everything that happens in the world? Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is hayoyim haras oilom. Somebody, Rahman al-Islam, becomes not well, or somebody gets Baruch Hashem a refuah. Somebody becomes a rich man, somebody becomes a poor man, a chasen, a kala, a birth. You catch the green light or you miss the green light. Underneath it all, hidden underneath every single event, Bakese is Rosh Hashanah. There's a story about Ramosha Feinstein, he was going in for an operation and somebody was being wheeled in down the corridor to the operating room and he said, ah, with two more krechts and two more sighs and Rosh Hashanah, I could have saved myself all of this trouble. Everything is determined in the days of Haras Oilom. We're entering a world of Rashis. Rashis means the source, the root, the beginning. Yisrael, anikru reishis. In the word Yisrael, you have roish. The shvil Yisrael, shenikra reishis. The mahus, the essence of a yid, is not to live in the achris, not to live in the results, not to live in after the fact. You now somebody says, oh, he had so much money, the market collapsed, he lost so much. It's not true. He never had. It was Nigzer Shoshana from one minute from one minute to three, to two minutes to three, or whatever time it was, middle of Rosh Hashanah, now you'll have, this will be taken away. It was given, then it was taken. After that, everything is just playing out what has already been determined. The essence of Klal Yisrael is racious, that we understand to look for the depth, to go to the shoyrish, to go to the source, which is why we become so energized at this time of the year, we all feel at the very root of our being, this is our time of year. Rosh Hashanah, the Rosh Hashanah, this means us. This Tukufas Hashanah resonates at such a deep level within our Neshamas because this is who we are. We are in Nefesh, what Rosh Hashanah is in Zman. We are the Rosh Habrio. The Bria develops according to our actions, just like the year plays itself out according to what is determined in Rosh Hashanah. Now we are now in the days of Hachana, of preparation. 
Yemeya Slichas. This year we have extra days of Slichas, a long Slichas, giving us time to prepare for Rosh Hashanah. It's interesting. I was bothered by a question. We prepare for every Yontiv. For example, we prepare for Pesach. The halach is that before Pesach, one doesn't eat matzah. Some, already a whole month before Pesach, don't eat matzah. Some from Rishchodesh, al piyaloch erev Pesach, it's also to eat matzah. So that the time we come to the mitzvah of achilas matzah, the mitzvah should be chaviv, it should be precious to us. If we get used to it and we eat matzah before, it's not going to have that special feeling of the mitzvah of achilas matzah. Yet we see when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, we blow shay for 30 days before Rosh Hashanah. One would think, wouldn't it be... Wouldn't it be much more powerful if we wouldn't ever touch a shofar a whole year, just on Rosh Hashanah, when we're standing before Musa, we say, Lam Natsayach, and we're standing before the Rabbeinah with such pachad and aima, we would hear the piercing sound of the shofar tearing through all the mechitzas. Wouldn't it enter our hearts and have such a more powerful effect? Isn't it somehow weakened because of the fact that we're blowing shofar for 30 days before? Why by Achilas Matzah don't we not eat matzah? We should experience properly the mitzvah of Achilas Matzah. And by shofar it's different. And it's interesting even though we do blow shofar 30 days before Rosh Hashanah, it doesn't seem to diminish that special Hisairis. Tkiya shofar is still the high point of the year, the zman of the most intense Hisairis. We haven't lost the Hisairis because we're blowing shofar for a whole month. What's the reason? What's the difference? Well, first we see that the hachana to Rosh Hashanah, to Tkiya shofar, is by definition by a different quality of hachana. The preparation for Pesach, the preparation for Yontiv, is to get ourselves acquainted, to know the Inyanim, to prepare ourselves spiritually and physically for the mitzvah Hayoim. The preparation for Yom Hadin is to be margil oneself, to accustom oneself, to train oneself, to get into the Rosh Hashanah mode. We have to prepare ourselves in these days to become Rosh Hashanadik. We blow shoifer because we are being margal ourselves to the Yom Hadin. Why is it that this is a different type of preparation? Chodesh Nisan is also a form of Rosh Hashanah. It's Rosh Hashanah in Chesed, in Midas HaChesed. Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah in Midas Hadin. The Yontav of Pesach is about chesed, about cheres. The experience of cheres is felt properly with the Yisroin Ha'or Men HaChoyshech, with feeling the difference between the light and the darkness. Being in a shibud, being in captivity, being in a situation of darkness, and that is Nehepach, it's overturned to a matzav of Ur. That's the exhilarating thrill of Cheirus. The more we feel we are Meshubah, the more we don't see the light. The more we are in darkness, the more powerful is the experience of the redemption. We're standing by the Yamsuf. We're cornered. We're in terror. We're calling out to the Rabbi We don't see all hope is lost. From one side is Mitzrayim. The other side is the Yam. We have nowhere to go. We're ready. It's finished. 
History has come to an end. This is the end of Klal Yisrael. And from such a darkness, suddenly Ruach Kodim Azov, it starts blowing an easterly wind. And suddenly you see the Yam, the ocean, lifts itself up. And two magnificent walls of Yam, Amayma, Mechayim, Aminim, Ismailam, Me'afeila lo'ayra, Mishibud li'geulo. That is the hergish, the feeling of Cheres, of Chesed Hashem. So when we eat the matzah for the first time, it has to be the first time. We should feel the Yisrael Ha'oyer Menachoshech. Din is a completely different concept and a completely different experience. When we enter the world of Din, we're entering a different realm of existence. The world of Din is a world of Din V'cheshben. We are every single action, every machshove, dibur, umaisa, the smallest, most minute detail of life, takes on enormous proportions. Everything is suddenly accounted for. Things we've long forgotten about. Six months ago, we wasted our time, hours, with some silly batola with narashkaiten, and we've long forgotten about it. It was nothing. It was a minor thing. Suddenly, it comes, the yoimadin, it comes back, with all, its, with all its power, with all its strength. And every single thing that we do suddenly carries weight. It has measure, it has value, it has consequences. It has toichen. Things that we've forgotten about. Suddenly, we're in a world of a siftach, a sefer, as And we see the choysom yad kol odom boy. Every foolishness, every shtus, every hevel, every good thing that we did, every time we learned that we davened, or we overcame the Yed Sahara, and we thought it was nothing. Suddenly it's all here. The Eibish, the Zoyche, Kol Hanishkoch, is at the Zoyche, Maasei Oilom. Not just remembers, Soifer, Umoine, V'koisei, V'choisem, everything is examined. Life comes into focus. And every single thing takes on powerful meaning. It's a world where we're accountable for everything. A world of din. A world of measurement. Such a world, one has to be margal himself. You have to train yourself. You have to accustom yourself to such a life. It's a different life. We're not used to this type of life. It doesn't happen automatically. And if one doesn't prepare himself, one doesn't have the proper achana, he will enter Rosh Hashanah, a mavulbal, a confused person. And if he enters Rosh Hashanah, a confused person, he won't be able to be margish, the depth of Rosh Hashanah, the depth of the Yoimadin. Because falling into Rosh Hashanah without being accustomed to the life of Din is the exact opposite of Din. Din means everything is accounted, is studied, is sensible, is grounded, is meaningful. And the world of Bilbul is a life of Hefkeris where nothing really counts. And if we enter a Shoshana without that type of preparation, we'll find that as much as we want to daven and properly experience Rosh Hashanah, we'll find that our year-round lifestyle will very quickly overtake us. 
And before we realize it, we'll be davening the same way we daven a whole year. We'll be middle of Sukkot, the Zimra, and suddenly we'll see that we passed 10 pages we haven't even been thinking. Sometimes we do that during the year. We don't expect it to go that way, Rosh Hashanah. We may find ourselves schmoozing about the same things around the table, acting the same way, having the same middas, being upset about the same minor irritations that bother us a whole year because we are still left in the world of Regilus, in the world of Hefkeris, we haven't been margal ourselves to get into the world of Din. Shoifer, the Rambam writes, is Uru Yeshenem Mishinaschem, Hokitsu Mitarde Maschem. Awaken from your sleep, from your slumber. Now, when we wake up in the morning, it's not easy to wake up in the morning. And for a while, we're still groggy. We're not really properly awake. Things takes a while till it comes into focus. If somebody had Abe's Lopi and had to have an operation and he had to go through anesthesia, it could take weeks until he gets back to himself, until he's fully awake. He sees that he's not really there completely. You don't wake up in a minute. You can't just decide, I'm up. It doesn't work that way. If a person is asleep, from one minute to the next, you can't enter the world of his sirs. The moment of Tekiya Shoifer is the moment of ultimate his oiris. That is when we are truly and fully awake. It's wakefulness at its most extreme. Every aver and our goof and our neshama, every tnuas ha-nefesh is on fire, is alive, is living, is living with true life. And at that moment... When we're standing by Tkiya Shoifer, all Cheshboinus of the world become bottle. All Averis become repulsive, become Mu'usim. At that moment, all Machloikis becomes nonsense. At that moment, we wish every single Yich have a wonderful Gewaldig year. At that moment, we want the best for every Yid and for all of Klal Yisrael. At that moment, we're not thinking in the world of Shtusim. All we want is Menamei Tzakarosi Ko, Anoni Bamerich of Ko. All we're thinking is Ola Lekim Bisru Hashem Bekol Shoifer. Yidin are standing as true Yidin. They're crying their hearts out. We're turning towards the Rabbeinu Shalom with an MS. We're begging the Rebbeinim I don't believe anything else in the whole year. I believe in other things. I think this will help me. That will help me. This is important. That has meaning. Suddenly it all becomes clear. I've been asleep. Now I'm fully awake. I can think my head is clear. The only thing that will bring me toy, that will bring me chayim, is toiru mitzvahs. This hergish niflah, this wondrous feeling of wakefulness, of his oirus, can only be attained through being margal ourselves to Chaim of Din, Chaim of Kates, Hokitsu mi maschem. Waking up is called Hokitsu. The world of Lasid Lavoy is the world of Kates, the world of Mashiach. 
The Tkiyah Shoifah comes from the Shoifah Shal Mashiach. That's why when the Sultan hears the sound of the Shoifah, he gets confused and he says, Vadai, Mashiach is now coming. In the world of Mashiach, in the world of Emes, in the world of Ketz, Melosh, and Koitz, a point. Everything is pointed. Nothing is Be'erech. Nothing is fuzzy, nothing is blurry. It's only pure truth. Pure life. And we have the four, we, we, we have the the siyata dishmaya, the ability to reach a toichin of chayim, of real chayim. Of zachreinu lechayim, v'chazveinu b'seifer achayim. That's what chayim means, to really be alive, not to be asleep. And that is the world of tshuva. Chazal tell us, that tshuva was created before the world. Because the world couldn't exist without tshuva. The world couldn't have a kiyim. The world would disintegrate after a few years if there was no opportunity for tshuva. An adam is an oilam koton. Just like tshuva is at the source, it's the yesoid upon which all of the world is built so too a person is built on the Yesoid of Tshuva. That is the true source of his existence. That is his true value. Everything in the world has a true value. And I have a friend who's in a business of, he buys old broken down houses, and he refurbishes them, and he sells them at big profits. So he has the expertise to look at a broken down hovel, and he can see its true value. It may look like it's worth nothing, but he sees you put in a new floor and you paint over the walls, you put in a couple of new kitchen cabinets and it's a fine house. You refurbish something, you see its true value. Tshuva means returning to our true state, to our true existence. Hachona for means preparing ourselves to be who we really are. That's what tshuva is. That essence, that depth upon which the entire binyan Adam is standing becomes revealed. Now what is the key to achieving this? What is the tool that we need to use practically to be able to reach that depth of existence and get to know our real selves? The word shuva, tshuva, is the same as shev, as sitting. Shev is a lotion of kvius, of being miyushov, of not being disconnected. Yerbi Yeruchim writes in a shmuz, Tove says, you'll notice, if you're very sensitive, you could feel the truth of what he says. When we do what's right, when we learn, when we dive, when we overcome the Yitzhahara, we feel a certain heaviness in ourselves. We feel ourselves becoming anchored to existence. We feel that we're really there. As soon as we do what we shouldn't be doing, we can feel ourselves floating. We feel ourselves, we're not kavua, we're not anchored. We feel disconnected to anything that's real. We feel that we're entering a, 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 uh, an insecure existence. Because that's not who we really are. We're leaving ourselves. We live in a time 
when Yishev Hadas is a very precious commodity. We live in a world where flying about. In Yiddish, we don't have patience, we don't have Yishev to be Kavua. Take a look, Shabbos by Davening. Just turn around right after Kedusha. And you'll see like Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. People are walking out. They don't know where they're going. Everybody's running out. We sat too long. Maybe, look, maybe it's a protest against the Chazan. I don't know what's going on. But it's here too Akenish, Akenish. We're so, we're so not used to being miyushiv, to being connected to the cell phone existence. We're never anywhere. We're not at a simcha. We're not by learning. Wherever we are, we're, we're, we're connected to so many different places. We're, not, we're never doing properly what we should be doing. There's no yeshiva, there's no yeshuv. The cell phone is just an indication of it, about how we're not miyushiv, we're not connected anywhere. You know, you look, at, you look in the marzer by the tkiyas, you look after each one, it says shev. Tkiyas shoyf is shev. The word tokia, tokua, what does tokua mean in Tanakh? A yosei that's tokua, a spike that's entrenched, it's banged into the ground tight that it can't budge. In true life, a person can't be budged, can't be moved. He's tokua, he's shev, he's tshuva. In the world of Hefkeris, the world that's not din, the world where things don't really count, where words don't really mean, where I'm never anywhere, the thing isn't serious, it's all about image or what the other guy says or thinks, it's a hefkeris, it's a bilbala moiches. A person isn't tokua, he isn't miyushiv. Moedik et semach tzedek, in the Sefer Derech Mitzvah he says the kavon of Rosh Hashanah. He says, we have Rosh Hashanah every day for a few seconds. Every day we say, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echod, that's Rosh Hashanah. The Avoid of Rosh Hashanah, he writes, is for 48 hours to live with the Gavon of Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echod. When we say Shema, we cover our eyes. There's nothing else, or there's not meant to be anything else except Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echod. That's what Rosh Hashanah means, to be Tokua in the Chaim of the Rabbeinu Shaloylo. The Rebbe Rabunim once said, they asked the Rebbe Rabunim, did he have a good Rosh Hashanah? He said, yes, I was able to have one machshabu throughout the whole Rosh Hashanah. The Chedush writes, Milchemes Goigu Mogoig means, in the spiritual sense, that we won't be able to concentrate on six words, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elekeinu Hashem Echod, without our minds wandering. We could all relate to it. We all understand what that means. Yishuv Hadas, Tshuva, Shabbos. What's the word? Shabbos, rest. Imru Lofoni Malchias, Kedeshet Hamlichuni Aleichem. The seventh meter, Shabbos is Malchus. Yismuchuba Malchuscho. This Hachone needs to have a Yishuv in a person's Maisim. If a person lives his life, he does whatever he pleases. He says whatever is oil al ruchoi. He looks wherever it interests him at that moment. He listens to whatever interests him at that moment without giving a thought. That's a life without Yishev. That's a floating existence. He's just being thrown back and forth like a ping pong ball. 
that couldn't be more the opposite, the antithesis of Din, of Tekiah Shoifer, of his Oirerus. And we need to think about this, Rabbi Sai. A person has to ask himself, what am I different than a behemoth? I do whatever I please. I don't do whatever I please. I'm a yid. I go to daven. I go to learn. I keep tayru mitzvahs. Sure. A cow also works plenty. He plows a field. He does what he has to do when he's forced to do it. He does what he has to do. But the moment there's anything he doesn't have to do, he does kikol ha'oyla al ruchay. He eats grass, we eat kugel. doesn't make a difference. If we would honestly look at, we would examine ourselves. What am I doing differently than what I want to do, except for what I'm forced to? Moisa Adam and Abahema Oyen. I have to be able to look at these days. These days of Achana, I'm being margu myself to din. To be able to say to myself, my life is practically different. It's more miyushiv. It's more accountable. It's more connected to din. Am I learning more? As my Am I being more careful? Am I working on not getting angry? Am I being careful how I speak to another person? Do I walk on the street and do I guard my eyes or just let my eyes dance around wherever they please to look? Where are my hanhogos lemaisa different? What am I doing that I don't have to do? And that is where life begins. That is where I start becoming a person. That's what raises me above the level of another Balchai. And that feeling, Rabbi Isai, is so exhilarating. It's so precious. That's Tamuru Kitoy Hashem when a person takes charge of his life. He puts a little bit of din, a little bit of focus, a little bit of tekiah, a little bit of yishuv. He'll suddenly feel a state of existence that's real. He'll feel alive. And there's nothing as exciting and as wonderful as feeling alive. Somebody told me he wanted to call a friend of his on the cell phone. And he tells him, no, I decided not to use my cell phone. That's not possible for everybody, but the idea that a person is thinking he wants a different lifestyle. No, Chaydeshel is nearly gone. A little bit of preparation. What do I eat? How do I behave by eating? Do I just eat whatever? I'm not talking about fasting. Person being a Yoshev Batsoim. Today, Tzadikim tell us fasting is not good, not for our Gufa, not for our Neshama. It's not that, unless somebody has a Hayra from an Adam God, it's not something that someone should be Isaac in. Very often it's my seyets. A person reads a sefer, he should fast so many and so many days. He tries to undertake tanesim, and deep down he wants the other guy to know that he's fasting. So what did he do? It's all my seyets. They tell a story, the Rapshat Saruf. He once uh, 
there was somebody who was a big Yoshe Batanus, he fasted Mishabbos Lashabbos, but he sensed there was something there, you know, so he stood right next to him, and somebody gave the fellow a push, and he said, watch out, you're pushing somebody who fasts every Monday and Thursday. The guy says, what, only Monday and Thursday? Fast the whole week. And tell him, I said, there was somebody who wanted to, he wanted to make a Gilgul shell. He goes, a siguf, to table yourself in snow. A big siguf, a kaporas avoinus. And he wanted the Rapshut Saruf to know that he does this. But he also, Rapshut was very smart. And that if he sees him doing it, he's going to know he just tried to show off. So he did it in a way. He went in the corner of a window, far away, that the Rapshut should be able to see him toiling in the snow. And just when the Rapshut was looking, he ran away to show that he's trying to hide it. The Rapshut yelled after him, It's not going to help. I'm not going to tell a single person that you did it. Avada, we have to be realistic. But a person, yes, can have gedorim and achila. Person have gedorim at least this time. I don't just eat or nash every single thing that I want just because there's a kiddush in shul. Doesn't mean I have to eat there. Doesn't mean I have to be walking around and tasting, sampling everything. I'm going home soon, teen in a moment. Yeah, yeah, because I'm not a cow. Yes, I'm different. I'm a human being. I have gedorim. To be able to look at myself and say I'm acting differently. Doesn't mean chas v'shalom jeopardizing one's health, but it means living with, with a bren to accomplish. A friend of mine told me a He lives in a community outside of New York, and it's a small Yiddish kahila. And there's a Russian yid who's the who's, you know he's the mikveh yid. He gives out the towels. He takes the money. My friend was thinking to himself, look, you know, there's a kehillah here, and there's so many things going on, and this guy is just sitting here hours, you know, collecting the money, giving out the soap. I would pay him a few hundred dollars to say till him. Let him say till him for the kehillah, but it should be gesund, and things should go good for everybody here. But he was embarrassed, or maybe he doesn't know how to read, he doesn't know, he came from Russia, he does, does, does he know how to read, does he know it? So he was back and forth, and what to finally took up the card, he says, look, the guy's name is Sam, Sam the Mikfer man. He says, Sam, look, you sit here so many hours, I'll give you a couple hundred dollars, take a tillum and say, tillum, have us all in mind. So he looks at him, he says, yeah, I'm so happy you asked me to do that. Let, let me tell you about my Seder Hayyim. At two o'clock in the morning, I wake up, I have a coffee, and then I say tillum. I say the tillum for the yoyim. After I finish my tillum, I have another coffee, and then I learn the Chumash Rashi of that day, with the Mufarshim I could understand. By 7 o'clock, when I'm here, or 6.30, when I'm here for the mikvah, I'm on my lunch break already. Yidin! Yidin have hasogas! Is life just about sleeping in a comfortable bed as long as we can and just getting every single thing out of Elamaza that we can? Yidin with hasogas, you know what? He's just from a different generation, from a different part of the world. This meaning to life, what do you mean? I've got this time has to be used. I can accomplish something. Nobody knows. Nobody would ever heard of it. It's a man who gives out towels and soap and collects quarters. But he's living a life. He feels so alive. Doesn't just do what I, what he wants to, what he feels like doing. That is Hefkeris. A yid has motivation. He has chayim.
lufana malchias kedeshet hamlichuni aleicha. We are mamluch the rabbinish leilam. We we coronate the rabbinish leilam on Rosh Hashan. Shon is about malchus. What does malchus mean? This is the meaning of malchus. The Svarim tell us the word melech is three letters in descending order: mem, lamed, chof. In the Rosh Hashanah, moyach, leiv, koved. If you go the other order, it's kalem, koved, leiv, moyach. The Svarim explained the moyach is the seichel of a person. The lave, the hergeshim of a person, and the kobet is the goof, represents the taibas haguf. A melech means we live our lives, the moyach tells us what's right, that controls the lave, the emotions, and then automatically the kobet, the goof, follows like a servant follows a king. When life works the other way, when a person doesn't have a melech, when there's no shlita in his life, he's not a shlita on himself. The Kovid is, is in a world of anarchy. There's no government in his life. There's no shiltoin. It's the Kovid, the goof does what it wants. Not only does it do what it wants, it changes and controls the lave, and it completely overtakes the moyach until he actually believes that this is a way of life. And he'll even tell you how right it is. He becomes so disoriented by the lack of discipline in life. His batlus to malchus means introducing order into our lives. Imru lefanai malchius, the Kabrina once said, a moire de gavot, says, how do we, so how we mamlech de rabbeinishtam, says, look at the words. Imru lefanai malchius, kidei shetam lichuni. To say the words of Malchius over and over until Shetam Lichuni. Until you'll feel that the Rabbi Yishlam is truly a Melech. One has to be Margal himself, tell himself again and again, HaKadosh Baruch was the Melech. I am not in charge. According to how, how much Vadai... Hashem is in your life. How clear it is to you that He's in charge. That it's not everything that I have comes from Hashem. So will be the glory, so will be the beauty of your life. The more He becomes part of it, but you have to say it again and again and bring the message, internalize the message into our very being. And then we become Avodim Lamelech. And then we can stand Koimed Lifnehamelech. Have a chaver. So I told when he, he, when he was a, younger, he, he knew an old rav. I forgot the name of this rav. Old, very old man who remembered Russia under the Tsar. I think he served for a tkuf in the Russian army. And he said, if you would have ever seen what it, mean, what it meant, a real king, a Tsar, it's, he, he said, I still cannot fathom how Chazal said, by tefillah one should be like an oimid lifnei hamelech. I, I just can't believe what that could mean. I saw what it's like. The Tsar would come in when the soldiers were lined up. He would call one soldier out of the line. He would say, hold your breath until you drop. And without batting an eye, the fellow would stop breathing until he collapsed. There wasn't another option. The pachad hamalchus. You know, they, they were drunkards, the Russians. So they, they, they could be fellows on a case of vodka. Pachad mefigas hayayin in a second. They were awake, they were sober, they were ferocious. They were ready to die in an instant. From Pachad HaMelech. We say HaMelech, Ko'imed Lifnei HaMelech. 
This Fasema says, what does Malchus mean? We ask the Rabbeinu Shalom. This is the word of the Fasema. So the Shoshana, we ask the Rabbeinu Shalom. Take away our Bechira. We want that you should be such a part of our lives that the Nesoyim shouldn't be an Nesoyim just like an Ebed or a soldier of a Melech doesn't think twice. The order the king said, every single movement is, is in the name of His Majesty the King. That's Chayim Amitim, real life. That's the real life on Rosh Hashanah. That's the life of Tekiah Shoifah. And that life can only be experienced by taking control of one's day, of one's goof, of one's mouth, of one's eyes, of one's ears, of one's mind. That we become Avdei HaMelech, and then we begin to live. Begin to live. It's not about being controlled. It's about being in control. It's about not being enslaved. It's about being elevated to being part of the execution of the Melech's Ratzon. Different, different standard of living. Says by the parasha of Golos, we learned a few weeks ago, somebody kills Beshoigig, he goes into Golos, he runs to one of Miklot Vochai, and he has to live there. So the Gemara says, Talmud Shegolo, if a Talmud killed somebody, Beshoigig, he goes into Golos, Goylin Rabbi Imoy, his Rebbe has to go with him. A Rav Shegolo, then the Goylin Yeshiva, see his whole Yeshiva goes with him. Just imagine this for a moment. You have an older Yeshiva. He's 95 years old. He's Marbet's Torah for 60 years. They come knocking on his door one morning. I'm sorry, there's a new Bach in Yeshiva. He was in an accident. And he killed somebody. You got to pack your bags. And you have to move to the Hare Mikla. Says, what are you talking about? I have to say, shit, I got a Yeshiva. Tomorrow there's a big Asifas Rabbonim here. There's a big, I have to speak. Have to speak. No, 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 no. You got to go into Golas. Can you imagine such a thing? No, and what happens? He's a Yeshiva. He's got a Yeshiva of a thousand Talmidim. And he gets into an accident. And Achman al he kills somebody. They take a thousand bachrim. They say, you got to leave home. you got to move out to the Orei Mikla. What do you mean? Let him take a hundred bachrim. We'll visit him once a week. We'll send it every week. Fifty guys will go out. We'll listen to his shir. We'll be mechazim. No, 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 no. Every single one has to go be with him. No, you're not right. The halach is, if an Eved kills B'Shoyi, and he has to go into Golas, so Rabbi doesn't have to give him Mezoinus, doesn't have to support him. He could support himself, says the Gemara. I, what can he earn? The Gemara says, whatever he earns is enough for him to live. I might think you should give him support because it says, Vuchai, he has to live. Chaim Koldu is enough. So, Mori de Gezach. We talk about his Gashmi's Dika life. The same word, the same Vuchai, the same word. Vuchai means bread and water, that's life. You talk about his Rochnius. It has to be the greatest luxury. If one of the thousand Talmidim aren't there, if he doesn't have his Rebbe, his Rebbe or Yeshiva has to come, let him call him on the telephone, send him tapes. Every week we'll bring a guest lecturer to the Are Miklot. Not enough. Not enough. He has to have luxus Sheba Lux. If not the Rambam says, Dosha Rambam. If not, it's Miso. It says Vachai. If he doesn't have his Rebbe, it's Miso. When it comes to Ruchnius, Life means, v'chai means the most luxurious standard of living possible. When it comes to God, life is life. You got what to eat and to drink is life. 
What the Altaf and Kelim once said, the Yomim Neiroim, he said about Chaydish Elul, is a vacation for the Neshama. I never understood what it meant, vacation. What is a vacation for the Neshama? I never understood what it means. You know what it means? <laughs> Comes this time of year, and a Yid has to look at his Neshama, he says, My tire is Isa Neshama, you look terrible. You're starving. I didn't feed you all year. I kept you in a dungeon. The bad odor in there from all the things that I've said and done that I shouldn't have done. My tire in the Shomali, you need a vacation. Here, take my credit card and you go to the most luxurious resort and you live it up. Luxuriate! Let the Neshama experience moisturous. Not just barely existing on starvation rations. Comes a choy shell, comes a measliches. Let the neshama have a bash, sit down tomorrow and learn an extra hour. Ah, the neshama is like, it's not used to such high life, you know? Let's get used to it a bit. Davin, with extra kavana. Poor person comes to your door, give him a varma shalom aleichem, ask him how he's doing. Don't be impatient with him. Be mevata to your chava. Try to work on a midr. And the shom, ah, shom is enjoying, enjoying. Chayim of luxus. Give him a little bit of luxury life. Malchus. We torment the neshama. Imagine you would tell somebody to wear an article of clothing that that person hated. I look terrible in it. Make him wear such a baggage. Or make her wear such a baggage. To a chasana, to a simple person. I can't. Take a beggar that's not sneezdik. It's not always gehalt in the And a person puts it on. And then a shama is dying of embarrassment. I can't wear that. I can't take it. Shame. The shama is ashamed. Give the neshama some chayim. That's what these days are. And it comes Yom Kippur. We say, Shema so says, Ah, you look like a new person. You look like a mensch. The occasion did wonders for you. And maybe we can extend it a little bit too. They have to go right back. Don't send them right back to the grind of the dungeon. Rosh Hashanah is about believing and knowing our true madrego. Our neshama is madrego. Our neshama is a chelik elekami mal. Think of that kipshute, what that means. If we were to, to reflect on that, it would boggle our minds. We think we want one thing, we want this, we don't, you know. Neshama means, means the, the peace of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in us. HaKadosh Baruch is kulay toiv. He only wants to be mative. Somebody else is matzliach, maybe we're jealous of him. And we wish, we say, he doesn't deserve it. Why is he have it so good? I have it so difficult. And we have feelings of kinah. Underneath all that, my neshama is so happy, so delighted, because it's a piece of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's chanan v'racham, it's toiv, so happy, like a father is happy for a child's hatzlacha. When I think, I want to waste time, I don't want to focus on learning, I don't want to focus on davening, that's not me. That's my goof. My neshama wants nothing else. But ruchnius, with kedusha, that's what my neshama wants. That's the real existence, the true life. Life at the point, at the kates, 
at his oirus, at the kiyashayfu, when we are awake, when we are tokua, at the God of life, at the root of existence, at the source of emes. And we can feel that, and we can experience it. It's a strong and powerful life. We say, The rule is, Whatever there is in time, is the same in space, is the same in nefesh. If in time, Rosh Hashanah is, Unasane toikif kidushas hayoyim kihu noirova oyoyim. That means our neshamas are toikif, are noirova oyoyim. Our neshamas, our ani, our existence is at its most powerful, most noirova oyoyim dika level. And when a person recognizes that, and he gets, and he, he really behaves differently, he can't maybe have the kavano shma Yisrael for 48 hours. But he can act differently. He could be easier to deal with. He could be sweet. He could be naimizdik. You know, it's not enough to dip the apple into honey. <laughs> a person has to be sweet himself. Can't make an asik out of shtusim about narashkat. Shona people are busy. This seat, that seat. He took there. You could promise have have fights over petty shtusim on the yoyim adin. Because the person never entered the real world. He's still out there. Shema Yisrael, at least cover our eyes. And be connected to reality. And that's how we are mamluch the Rabbeinu Shalayla. And the Svarim HaKadoshim tell us that even though we are so far away, so many years away from when there was a base HaMikdosh, we're the last generation before Mashiach, we're Ikvase the Mashiach, we could be mamluch the Rabbeinu Shalayla, and it says, V'yishmu rechoikim v'yavoyu v'yitnu l'cha kesem alucha, the Gabrina Taitis, the Iker kesem alucha is the rechoikim. Those who we live, we, we live in a world that our Zaydis and Babas never contemplated, never imagined there could be such Nisirinus, never imagined there could be such a street, never imagined we could be so distant, we could feel so out of touch with Unasana Taibi, we walk in, we hear about Rabitzala, we hear about Sadiqim, how they were in Chodesh El, Rabitz had to change his shirt three times a day in Chodesh El, he was so sweating from Pachat, we don't know what they're talking about, it's nice stories, because we're so hardened by the tumor of the Avir. And we're going to be mamlech the Rabbi Yishlam. Yes, yes. V'yishmu rechoikim v'yavoyu. Chsam Soifah says, Dvorim noiroyim. Chsam Soifah says, Why should they give us a Yeshua? Why should they give us a Yeshua? There's so much Yisairus, this man itself is Moira. Ebishter gave us this Yisairus to do tshuva, so we did tshuva. Why do we get credit for it? So the Chsam Soifah says, the Yeshua comes from the simcha that we have, that we can do tshuva. From the fact that we're excited, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is coming, that we can be cleansed. He teaches me, Yitain, Yeshua, Yisrael. By based on what will there be Yeshua for Yisrael? Yogel Yaakov, Yismach Yisrael. Because we, we, we're excited. He's going to wash us. He's going to cleanse us. He's going to cut away the Arla Salev. He's going to make us feel like Eden. Like Minamets Akarasi Ko Eden. Like Tuftam Vadas Lamdaini Eden. We're going to be Rosh Hashanadik. We're going to be connected to the Deiris that we were, wanted, that we were connected to. We're going to feel the highest level of Yiddishkeit. Real Chaim, Chaim Amitim. 
But to get to that point, we have to be margal ourselves. Lemaise, practically. Bemachshove, bedibu, bemaise. Person has to be able to look at himself and say, Today was different than a whole year. I'm closer to din. I'm closer to truth. I'm closer to neshama. I gave my neshama a great time today. When we go to sleep at night, we should be able to say, I gave my neshama a real luxury vacation. And we can do it. And we can do it. We can feel great about it. We can feel much better than we've ever felt. Because we'll realize that we're not slaves. That we're connected to the Midah of Malchus. The Rebbeinah Shalom Zalun Tzalfin. We should be zoiche. We should be zoiche to feel chayim. Zachreinu lechayim. We should be zoiche to feel. To feel the emesa essence of life. She zoiche to exceed v'chasime toiva. Good kiben shtiyofa. All Yiddish kinder. All those who need refuas and yeshuas and parnosa berevach, people have a lot of difficulties. They should take away all the daigas. Should be teach b'shem, betach b'shem, v'asei toiv. They should inscribe us all and say fechayim, bracha b'sholem, parnosa toive, and all of Klal Yisrael, b'seifer gula b'yeshua. All of Yidin, all of Klal Yisrael, everywhere here and at Yisrael should be protected. From anyone who's miyayitz eitzis roiz chas v'sholem against them, who should be zoiche to the gula shleim of Amiti in biris Mashiach tzedkenim her main amen.